Hi, I'm Christina with What Lights Us Up, a show where I interview various creators such as myself who have found themselves creating something that literally lit them up. Together we talk through their inspiration, their creation process, and ultimately how that creation has changed their life. So let's get started and prepare to be inspired. You are not going to want to miss this conversation today. It is so powerful and like a free coaching call. Kara Duffy is a business coach for entrepreneurs that want to turn their passions into profits. She's also the host of the Powerful Ladies podcast. She talks about her journey from working in corporate to building her Powerful Ladies community, which led to the creation of both her podcast and her coaching business. Tune in as Kara gives advice on how to put focus towards finding what your passion is and how to make money doing what you love. This conversation will inspire you that anything is possible and that you could earn money doing what you love. You can afford to miss it. Carol, welcome. I'm really excited to hang out because we get to hang out in, in my living room. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Kara has a podcast and I decided to come over and film this podcast here in her living room. So it makes it more personal, right? Doesn't it? It really is a, a treat. Usually I have to leave my house to do <laughs> PR and now I don't. I'm just going to have everyone come to me from now exactly, on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we get to catch up. We worked together so many years ago in the corporate world and mm-hmm. reconnected right around the time of my book launch. And I came across your podcast first. I'm going to be totally honest in saying that I actually put Be a Guest on your Powerful Ladies podcast on my book to do. I love that. Because I was making a list of what did I want to do with the book? Mm -hmm. How did I want to be seen? So it's definitely something I want to do. And instead, here I am sitting here with you interviewing you for my own podcast, which funny how some things work out. (laughs) What inspired the creation of your podcast and why did you name it Powerful Ladies? Oh, great question. So in 20s, 16, I had started Powerful Ladies because I had moved to California from Germany and I was missing all of my girlfriends that were there. I met women from all around the world and it was so great to be in an environment where we were able to be silly or professional, all the things, and really respect each other and be supportive in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And I missed that. Where we met in action sports, there were a lot of women there, but there were also a lot of guys and the vibe was very different. And we all lived all over the place. So it was actually really hard to hang out with anyone that you did like from work because it might take us an hour just to get between each other's houses. So it was a very male-dominated space and time for me. And missing that, I was like, how can we hang out when we're all around the world and what do busy women want? We want to make a difference and have fun and be more social. So we started the Powerful Ladies One Day of Giving event where women would host an event around the world and bring their community together and all the proceeds we donate to womenforwomen.org collectively so we could actually make a bigger impact. And it allowed us at least to know that we were doing something at the same time, even if we weren't together. And when I would call women to participate and be a host, they'd say, I'm not powerful. I mean, I already appointed you, like you're powerful. And it made me realize that there was so much more that we could be doing under the Powerful Ladies banner. And I also realized that women needed to see what powerful actually looks like. And I'm such a big believer in carving your own path and doing things in a way that works for you that I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to start sharing the stories of women who are up to really awesome, cool things that are doing it their way. doesn't mean it's easy (laughs) or glamorous. But I want to start showing the world what it means to to be powerful. And that's how the podcast started. I love that. It's more people need to hear about everyone doing normal things. That someone might be doing something and they feel like it's just normal. Why highlight that? But it's not normal because someone else needs to hear it to think, oh, I've been thinking about doing that, but I have this fear. Yeah. And I don't know where to start. And I think it helps expand people. Podcasting has grown so much. 
And I feel like it's changed my life. I mean, I used to commute again to corporate Mm -hmm. and I used to sit two hours each way in the car and I'd listen to podcasts. And it helped my mindset so much, but also, again, talking about expansion and Mm -hmm. hearing other people's stories and other points of views and really all around positivity and mindset and optimism. It inspired me towards positive thinking and ultimately changed my view on really everything. And here I am having this podcast hoping to inspire others, right? How have you and the show evolved since its creation and what impact has podcasting had on your life? My favorite thing about having a podcast is that anyone that I want to be friends with, I just ask to come and be on my podcast. Like it's the easiest gateway to be like, you're cool. Let's hang out. Actually, I have a podcast. You should be a guest because being a guest on a podcast is so beneficial for whomever it is because it's often free PR. And no matter what you're up to, you need more of it and proof that you're a sane person and can have a conversation. But it's really been such a great golden ticket to say, I want to be friends with you. I want to talk to you. We all have lists of people that we would want to have over for dinner because we want to talk to them probably more than we want to feed them. Yes. So I can just skip the food part, even though I love food and be like, let's just talk. And I've genuinely made new friends because of it and people who I would never have guessed I could have been friends with. So your podcast talks a lot about like taking the chance and going for things. And there have been so many people I've invited to be on the show that I'm like, there's no way they're going to say yes. And they would be the first to come back and say, I'll do it. Let's meet up. And we are still in communication, which I think is so amazing. That's amazing. Um, How I've evolved in the podcast, I've gotten way more relaxed about it. I used to spend the whole day preparing and I'd clear my schedule and I'd get there early. We used to do it in studio before COVID. Now we don't anymore. And so my whole day would be like prepping, getting in the mindset. Now, five minutes before we start, I'm getting off another call, plugging things in and like, hi. Uh, So it gets a lot more relaxed. I also have a much bigger team supporting the podcast now than before. So slowly over time, I just get to show up and talk and review some edits and that's it. And I love my team for that. Thank you, Jordan, Anna, and Amanda. And It's the scrappiness in the beginning. I feel like I'm so scrappy right now and I'm literally learning everything. I just came when we were trying to, you know, troubleshoot the equipment hookup Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm such a geek now on equipment that I had (laughs) no interest in learning at all. But, you know, and also you said community. I mean, I'm loving the people that I'm meeting and I feel yeah. like I'm connecting with people and reconnecting with people through this. Mm-hmm. Even with my book, I had so much anxiety about being seen and getting out there, hearing my voice, yeah. having people see me. And now it's like I'm jumping out and just yeah. loving what I'm getting back. Yeah. I, I know people talk a lot about getting stressed out about making the first thing perfect. Most people hate their first episode, their first video, their first song, like fill in the blank. My first episode was so amazing that I went, oh my gosh, this is going to work. I could not believe what great content my guests had given me. And this guest has been on many times thereafter, but it blew my mind. Now, have I had podcasts that I think are horrible since then? For sure. I will never admit which ones out loud, but some of them just aren't as good as the other ones. But when they're good and most of them are so good, when I listen back to them after the fact, before they go live, I'm like, wow, this person is awesome. And I'm just proud of the quality of work that we've always put out. But you just have to start because until you're in motion, it it doesn't matter. Go play. We're going to mess up. We're going to have to try things, but that's that's what life is. And that's what makes it more fun. You can't be proud of yourself if you didn't geek out on equipment first. A hundred percent you have to start. I mean, I would never have published a cookbook if I didn't start. Right. I had no idea what I was doing. And yeah. you probably had no idea what you were doing with podcasting, right? No. I mean, you do as much research as you can. Right. We're Google machines at this right. point. YouTube, Google, like how do we figure it out? But 
are we experts in any of this stuff? No, but most people who are CEOs, most people who are really rich, most people who are known celebrities, they're not experts at many things, if anything. They're just doing it every day and showing up and how do I get better and who do I have to talk to and how do I get another key I'm missing to unlock the bigger lock I'm going after? It's who just keeps showing up and talking to people Right, is usually who gets to win. Yeah, absolutely. And you're also a business coach. Yes. So which came first, your coaching business or the podcast and did one influence the other? Well, actually, they both started at the exact same time. So I knew I wanted to go full-time into Powerful Ladies and make it a bigger thing. And I was like, well... That's going to take a little while because you have to plant those seeds to get that income coming in. And I was like, well, what can I do to make money in the meantime? I didn't want to go back to corporate. I'm like, well, people keep calling me for coaching advice or business advice. I had coached nonprofits before at a different company. And I had had some private business coaching clients as well on the side. I was like, well, let's just do this full time. I can. I know I can help people run their business. That's what I've done for a bajillion years at this point. And I started telling people that's what I was going to do. How can I help you? Do you have a business? What do you need? And slowly but surely, I I started getting clients. And the first client to say yes when I went full time, I still work with today. And they've influenced each other because initially they were two separate businesses. And actually my LLC is called Powerful Ladies and all the other businesses are under it except one. And slowly the coaching became bigger than the podcast and bigger than Powerful Ladies. And so we've toggled back and forth between which ones are getting more forward facing, more marketing, more support. And we know that there's a gap now in the Powerful lady side because more people want to hang out together. That's the biggest request that guests say is like, how can I connect with other guests? And I love that. So we're currently in process of like, what can do next? But some of my best commented on episodes are when I brought a client on and we talked about their business. And then it started being a marketing tool for my coaching business because, you know, one of them, I was able to help a client take maternity leave her first year in business. And someone called me and said, if you can do that for her, you can wow. help me take vacation. And I was like, yes, we can totally do that. So they've been very symbiotic. And it's also been very challenging internally to separate powerful ladies from the coaching business because ultimately it's all me. I'm the host. So it becomes a little confusing. But I think we're doing a good job of separating it and clarifying what is what. And they're all finding their space, which is good. So had you left corporate at that point? Yes. Okay. So I I was working, I had gone to my last corporate job. And it was with a startup that did a lot of cool things. And they just started running out of money. They're like, you're expensive. We got to let you go. I'm like, okay, because I didn't want to commute anymore anyway. Thank you. And your role with them mm-hmm. was sort of consultant t- type uh, or full-time? Well, it was full-time. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I was head of operations okay. for them. And yeah, they just kind of ran out of money. I got laid off. I had started Powerful Ladies when I was still back at DC. And that was so long ago at that point. And it kept getting louder and louder. And I was like, I can't ignore this. I have a chance right now to not go get a job and just jump in and do this. I'm going to go. You were getting little pings. Yeah. And they kept getting louder. Like the universe has a really good way of starting to scream in your ear after a while. What's the thing you get hit with a feather and then you get hit with, I don't remember what, a brick and then you get hit by a car. They're like, are you going to listen? And I was like, I need to listen. Like I should have listened before I took this last job. And that's why it didn't work out. And I just got (laughs) chills with you saying that because starting this podcast, there has been a couple of times where I said, am I really doing this? Do I really want to do this? Why am I doing this? And I'm getting signs as I'm doing this. I think I'm on the right path. Yeah. And you get these little 
signs from you said the universe that's like okay you're on the right path keep doing it and and it's kind of fun to get little you're like okay I don't know what that means and then it keeps getting louder and louder and you're like I really I still don't know what you're trying to tell me but I'll figure it out right I mean it's it's so true and of the guests who have come on there's such a recurring theme if you're gonna jump into either entrepreneurship or some creative endeavor or just take a path that everyone else is telling you is a bad idea, but you know it's true. Everyone universally says that if you look for them, there are signs telling you it's the right thing. Mm -hmm. Things start working out. There's more flow in what you should be doing. One of the most recommended books on the podcast is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert because it just, you know, there's so much mystery that we can tap into if we want to. And I know for myself, the only reason I meditate is so I can listen to what I already know more. And like, just take a moment. Even if I'm panicked, I'll put my hand on my high heart and just say, what do I know? Okay, that's what we're going to do. And making choices is scary, no matter which way you choose, but which one's more fun? If it's going to be scary, let's choose the scary and fun one versus the scary and not fun option. So when you left corporate, you had that space sort of created to sort of think about what did I want to do with this? Where did I want to go with the powerful sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, what does powerful mean to you? Oh my goodness. Powerful to me means choosing what you know is right for you and choosing courage to go be brave and do it. Most people in the world are not courageous. Sometimes we are, but it's really rare. But the people who are having the most fun and who are living what I call a ridiculous and extraordinary life, and that's part of my mission, those people are being courageous every day. For today, for example, my courage was waking up at 5 a.m. to go with my friend to go to spin class at 5.45 in the morning. I have not been to a spin class since 2008. I was like, there is no reason I should do this. None. None. And like, it would sound so silly, but that was my courageous choice so far today. And then my second courageous choice was taking photos of myself in outfits that my stylist sent for the photo shoot where I'm like, there is nothing cute about this picture, but you have to see how this fits. And then putting it into a document that's on Google that other people are going to look at who are on our team to help us. It's pushing (laughs) your boundaries though. Every day. Every day. Yeah. It's pushing you so that you Mm -hmm. can learn more and expand more and And find your purpose. Well, and I often think that with both the coaching and the Powerful Ladies businesses, I'm helping people KonMari their business or life because most of what stops us is a bunch of junk we don't want anyway. So if we want to be brave, getting to brave isn't okay, today I'm going to be brave. It's no, you're giving up all the stuff that's fear and scared and, you know, the resistance. What do you want to stop doing? Okay, let's stop doing it. Right. <laughs> the, the questions are actually really simple, but sometimes the answers are really hard. Right. So you focus a lot of work that you do around coaching entrepreneurs around the possibility that they can make money from doing something that they love. I think a lot of people struggle with connecting passion with making a living. What advice do you have for someone who is looking for a way to monetize their passion project? Oh my, I mean, we could talk for like an eight episode <laughs> series with on that topic. You can make money doing absolutely anything you want. And I do believe you can have it all. But what people first have to decide is what does all mean to them specifically? Because you can't have it all when it's everything you want, plus all the things you think you should have because your neighbor does or your sister does or your competitor does. That will never work. So we have to strip it back and be like, what do you really want? Why do you love this? You know, cooking in your world. Why cooking? Because sometimes you can love cooking as a chef. Sometimes you can love it in having a podcast about food. Sometimes you can love it about being a taste tester or making cookbooks. There's so many ways to do the thing you love. And so we have to kind of find the Venn diagram of what do you love and how does it align with your skills and 
just what you do naturally. Most people don't think that they should get paid for what they just do. But what you just do, if you just understand spreadsheets or if you just under give great advice or if you just making art makes sense to you, it does not make sense to other people. Our common sense is not common sense to someone else. And so we don't think we can charge for just what we do every day without thinking about it. We think it has to be work. And I want my clients to make more money than they've ever made and then call me and be like, I think I'm cheating. I can't believe people are paying me to just be myself. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly where you should be. But if you want to monetize a side hustle or something that you have right now, there's so many ways. So of course, you need to figure out your pricing structure. And most people are not charging enough. So anyone listening, just double your prices right now. Guaranteed. Just do it. It'll be really scary, but just try. Watch what happens. But you want to think about how can, if you're selling products, how can you sell more of them? Or how can you start bundling them? Because we have to get your average order value up. So what's the main, what's the average price people pay you for a product or a service or a group of products or a group of services? Because to earn a million dollars, the easiest way to earn a million dollars is to sell one thing for a million dollars. It's not to sell a million things for a dollar. It takes a million times the work if you want to sell things for a dollar and get there. And we so often think that we don't want to bother people. We don't want to be a burden. That's it. So you feel bad charging that or you don't have worth. A lot of people have a lot of worth issues with charging, but it's really an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of energy. It's helping someone have something they couldn't have on their own. I mean, I can get really creative. I'm not a painter. So if I want a painting, I have to pay for it. There's so much value you're adding to people, whether it's to make their lives happier, easier, simpler, them to get to their goals faster, help them make more money, help them serve better meals in healthy ways, be able to celebrate with their family more. There's this great exercise that Tony Robbins, I know him as a source. It might be somebody else, but it's called the seven layer exercise where you keep asking someone why. Why do you want a cookbook? Oh, I love food. Why do you love food? And you keep asking why deeper and deeper up to seven times. What you answer on that seventh answer is usually exactly what you should be selling. And my coaching style is all about this triangulation of why are you doing it? Who are you doing it for? And what are you giving people? And it's not the cookbook. It's not the podcast. It's the transformation and emotion that you're giving someone. So you need to sell that. Don't sell me the t-shirt. Sell me the emotion and transformation I'm going to get. Or what kind of brand? What's the cool factor? And so often people are like, here's my painting. Do you want it? And it's like, no, I don't need a painting. Well, do you want happiness and joy and a beautiful life? Yes. Oh, here's my painting. It fills that need. And so we don't think about how we're changing people's lives and what gift we're giving them. We just think, oh, I need to ask for $35 for this t-shirt and well why not you all these brands that i've worked for they're great and they're not a person go support the person tell that story are you loving this conversation who's inspired to get started right now with whatever it is that lights you up don't get stuck on that thing you just don't know how to do or are too busy to learn instead click the link in the show notes to visit fiverr and find a freelancer that can help you now back to the conversation I love this quote that you recently posted on Instagram, which to me is so inspiring for us to follow what it is that lights us up. Life is too short to settle for mediocrity. Embrace every moment, chase your dreams, and live your best life. Whether it's traveling the world, starting a business, or simply finding joy in the little things, don't let fear or doubt hold you back. Take the leap and choose extraordinary. What lights you up about the work that you do, both with your coaching business and the podcast, and how has it changed your life? 
Okay, so what lights me up about my business are so many things. You know, I, part of the secret to your earlier question about how do you know what you should monetize or how to monetize it, if it gives you energy back, charge for that. Even though you're getting it, charge for it because your work and what you get paid for shouldn't drain you. It should be at a minimum a symbiotic relationship. When I'm coaching with clients, I get off these calls and I'm so proud of them. I'm so excited. It's so interesting what they're doing. I have clients across so many spaces and to see people taking the risk to live a life on their own terms, to build a team, to change their communities, to put these products that sometimes are super vulnerable and emotional and personal out into the world. I'm just so proud of them. It's so important who you surround yourself with. And I only bring on clients that I would want to go on vacation with and hang out with. And you don't always know that at the beginning, right? But like that's my dream client meets that criteria. And most of my clients I have hung out with, I have traveled with. We've done personal activities together and it's because they're just great people and be selective about who I surround myself with has made my life better because I'm continuing to you know have boundaries but like just embrace that there's so many good amazing interesting people out there why would we hang out with anyone else so it's changed my life in that way obviously it's changed my life in how I earn a living and what I get to do I used to travel a lot and then when you start a business you have no money and then COVID happens, and then you can't go anywhere anyway. And so it's been so great in the past year and a half to finally be able to get out and meet clients around the world, to do events, to do more workshops. I miss that part of, I mean, I really miss having someone else pay for my travel, but at least it's tax deductible. But everything that I care about is built into my business in some capacity. And so getting to run my business means that I get to live a life that really is filling my soul, at least most of the time. All of us have stress and anxiety, but it's 90% positive. So it's like building a community for you. I mean, that's really yeah. Your... Yeah. How did you get clear on what filled your soul? Well, I, you know, I think we're so hard on ourselves when people are like, I don't know what my passion is or I don't know what my thing is. I think sometimes we don't take enough time to try things. So if you don't know what you like doing, go do something that sounds ridiculous to you. Like I started taking jujitsu or training jujitsu just before COVID. I got it in about eight lessons. I looked so dumb. I was laughing at myself for being so bad at it, but I hadn't done something totally new in that physical sense in such a long time that it brought out all this play and curiosity and being able to laugh at myself that I didn't have for a long time. And so we need to take on more things that are new. I think that's a big way to find it. I think sometimes too, what we think are our passions have been influenced too much by other people. I ask everybody on my podcast about like eight-year-old them, if they don't bring it up themselves, because there's something about that time when you're childlike enough to have full imagination access, but functioning in the adult world enough to know how things work. So you're right in that beautiful bridge zone. Whatever eight-year-old you wanted to do is probably a great idea to start doing now. And that's where a lot of people are realizing that they're making money doing something that they love doing. And then for me, like to live by the rule of is this fun or not? If, if it's, it's not hell fun, yes. Yeah. Then go for it. If it's yeah. not or if it's a maybe, then no. Yeah. And I've had to do a lot of work with that in like social settings because I like being a yes to things because I just believe in the yes cycle <laughs> as well. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. But I have to tap back in and say, do I really want that? Right. Is right. that would I change if I had the option to go to Paris or do this thing, would I still choose this thing? Right. And I'm like, mm, no, I choose Paris. I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to read. I'm going to do something else that's good for me. So I've been trying to be more and more selective. I'm also spending more time with my introverted 
side because I think that also allows me to get back to knowing more of what I actually want and who I need in my life and where I should go next. You seem to be continuously pivoting toward what brings you joy. How do you continuously find what it is that lights you up, even if it continues to change and evolve? And what advice do you have for someone who's looking to find what it is that lights them up? Well, you know, I think advice for someone who's looking for it, there's so many ways that we can get connected back to ourselves. You can journal, you can try different things, like I said before. I also think what's really great, I have a whole interview script where you can interview other people in your lives about you because so often the way that you can make money, someone else knows you're great at but you know it so well you've forgotten it. Yes. So ask Or don't realize it. Yes, yes. Yeah, to you it's just common knowledge. Of course you blow dry your hair in this order and you're like, what? I never knew that. Like those memes where they say, I was this many days old when I learned fill in the blank. There's so many things like that that we don't give ourselves credit for. So asking people in your life when they remember you being really happy or what you're really good at, what your strengths are, is equally as important as asking them where they think you keep hitting barriers or what would someone wish for you is a really interesting question to ask. So I I think that's really helpful. But we know, we all know. Just like whenever there's like a bad breakup or you're like, oh, I knew, I knew this was coming. We know. So why do we stop listening to ourselves? I had a conversation recently with a woman about how women have been trained in modern culture to ignore our intuition. We have been told like, no, 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 no. You're being emotional or you're being ridiculous or whatever it is. And the more we can listen to that, the stronger and happier we'll be because the goal is to get back to being able to choose in five seconds, which Mel Robbins says a lot with that too. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that. I know that I get these little feelings and pings to say, okay, maybe try that. But then I get stuck in my head and I don't know how to read my intuition or Mm -hmm. listen to it. Yeah. Well, I think another part of it too is we know what we might want, but because we don't know how, we don't do it. You just need to know what you want. The rule of manifesting or starting anything is what do you want? If you're like, I want a million dollars, great. Do you know how to make a million dollars? No. Okay, what do you do? Who could you ask? What could you Google? And we don't ask other people enough. We don't tell other people what we want. We don't invite people into creating it with us. We think we have to do it all on our own. And the more that you can share with people what you want, you will get there faster. Guaranteed. Because someone always knows someone or has something or, hey, you should talk to this person or did you try this? As a human society, we already have all the answers that we all need. We just aren't talking to the right people about them. Right. Yeah. And failing to be courageous, actually follow our instinct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for having this conversation, Kara. I loved coming over and (laughs) having this chat and reconnecting. And where can people find you, follow Mm -hmm. you, listen to the podcast? Sure. There's lots of places. So you can find almost everything at caraduffy.com. I'm on Instagram, Kara underscore Duffy. Powerful Ladies is at Powerful Ladies. And you can listen to the podcast anywhere podcasts are available, even Audible, Spotify, Apple. Great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. That conversation was so vibrational. I hope it's left you inspired to go create something out there in the world. So thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share with your friends. If you know someone who would be great to feature on a future episode, share their details by visiting the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hope to see you back again.